Hello? Hello? Are you guys awake? You guys have coffee? No? I can tell? Oh, guys, um, it's, 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 it's good to, to join the party here at CCP. It's good to join the gang. It's good to join a great group of people. First of all, I just want to warn you that I, I love speaking to people who are filled with the Spirit. Because they have this, what we call the gift of interpretation. With my accent, you're going to have to need <laughs> gift of interpretation, okay? And if I'm talking too fast, don't worry. Um, that's how I got my, my wife to marry me. Um, I asked my father-in-law if I can marry her, and he didn't have a clue what I said, but I said, yes, okay, go for it. So it's, it's good, it's good. Um, and then again, then, you know, when I'm pulled over speeding, sorry, um, Jason, but when I'm pulled over speaking, I just tell them, no comprende, you know, and, um, you know, it, it's, I'm, I'm glad um, to be here. Let's just pray that God will just rebuke my spirit and put God's spirit in me, all right? And I'm just going to give me some, some encouragement here. Father, we thank you, Lord God. Lord, it was a wonderful just experience, Lord, to be able to worship you, Lord God, freely in a place like this, in a country like this, Lord God. And Father, there's no one, Lord God, watching us, Lord God. There's no one um, waiting for us, Lord God, to, to be thrown in jail, Lord God. There's, there's such freedom, Lord God, Lord, we experience. And every time we're in your presence, Lord God, we know that, Lord, you are there. And Father, I pray even as we speak, Lord God, this morning, even as we go through your scripture, Father, I pray, Lord, you will just um, anoint your word, Lord God, anoint the ears, those who will be listening, and let them hear, Lord God, your word. Father, we love you. Give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. At the end of this service, guys, I'm, the, I'm going to open the altar. At the end of the service, I want you guys to come rush. Because here's the deal. The moment you walk out these doors, I can guarantee you that the enemy will be after you. And he's going to drag you in the mud pulling your hair, pulling your ear, and throw you in the pit. And from Monday to Saturday, I know this for a fact that I get beat up by the enemy, man. There's a warfare that goes on. And sometimes we don't realize that sometimes we need to drag God's people to the altar and then let you guys figure out between you and God, God, what is up? What is going on? I, I was sharing with somebody over here that when um, my wife and I, first of all, um, Melissa, you, you've probably seen them. You've seen my beautiful um, pregnant wife. And she is pregnant with triplets. No, not triplets, just one. Um, perhaps this is probably going to be our last one, thank God. Um, sh- we don't know the gender, so it's kind of hard to come up with names. I wanted a Carlito, but she's like, that's a gangster name. I said, well, okay. Well, what about the baby girl, Carlita? How about that? And so... But we got married in an island called Bali uh, in uh, Indonesia. We, we met in the mission field in Saipan. And it um, was interesting. She was dating that time. And I was dating that time, but kind of like, eh. And it's one of those, okay, God, it's, 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 sometimes that's how it is. You know, sometimes you meet the person, like, boom. Like, wow. First, you know, love at first sight. And sometimes it doesn't take that, you know, quick. Anyhow, and I was preaching a sermon and I think because of that, she broke up with the guy. And I didn't intentionally do that. 
But and after that, you know, the same week, um, I think two weeks after weeks from that, then we started just talking, hanging out, and she was actually part of the our backup singers. And that, you know, about a year knowing each other, and then then her breaking off from the boyfriend, and I, you know, breaking off from and the other lady is godly lady, but somehow it just it's just not it, right? And God, you know, flourished this relationship, and now we have our third child. So. It's, it's amazing, right? Um, anyhow, for those of you guys who are single, um, I will give you the scripture of what I preach so that you can use it and boom. Uh, but if you're a lady, um, all the ladies single, I'm still working on some scriptures, okay? So bear with me. I'll, I'll find you one, a really, really good one. And, and, but, but be patient, amen? Be patient. Um, I, I was raised in an island uh, but I was born in an island called the Philippines, a country called the Philippines. Uh, yes, I'm not, I'm not Hispanic, although my great-grandmas came straight from Spain, and that's how I got my name Rodriguez. So it's Ferdinand Ian Rodriguez Ginto. And then my dad, I, I've never seen my dad um, until I, I found a letter um, in New Zealand. My mom lived in New Zealand. You'll be confused where I really am from because it's just all over. I was in New Zealand, and um, I was going through these notes, and I saw a letter from my dad to me when I was uh, a baby. And my grandma's always intercepted all these letters. And my mom found him out. And I realized that my dad owned an oil company. So I started calling him, right? It's like, wow, oil company, man. Well, he, he lived in Nigeria back then. And I couldn't get hold of him. But um, I realized that my dad was actually black. But he's got this Nigerian blood in him as a Filipino, but just, just black. And... And I think maybe that's how I get this, you know, I just can't stop. I'm always like stomping, you know, it's always beating me, always. And my mom, my, my, my wife gets irritated with that. But, um, you know, and, and anyhow, I went to Fiji, um, went there for Bible college. I was going to be a pastor. I'm going to preach, you know, and I was like, woo, this is good. And then first thing, I came back to my own home church, and my pastor told me, Ferdy, I want you to be a worship pastor. And for some reason, I just felt this slap in the face insult. It's just like, you're not good enough to be a pastor. Why don't you just be a worship pastor? And my heart was just bleeding. And I was just so sad. Like, what? I'm not good enough? And I struggled with this, guys. I struggled with this for about two years until I was set free. And I don't, did not realize that, guys, it's not about word versus worship. In fact, if there's anything, what we're saying up there is the Word of God and music. And I can tell you what, you will forget what I'm going to preach right now, believe me. But you come home and you're going to be repeating that Revelation song over and over again. There's something about worship that sticks to your soul. It goes to the inner being of yourself. And for some reason, it just ministers. And the Holy Spirit uses that. And that's when I started in myself accepting that God... This is a good thing. This is a good stuff. I love worship. Um, right now, I, I, I don't see myself not doing worship at all. And that's one of those things that I said, God, thank you. Now, have you ever come to a point in your Christian walk? And how many of you guys have been a Christian for 10 years and over? 10 years? Woo! All right. Good. How about 9 years and under? Cool. How about 2 hours? No, no. All right. So... So I, I kind of gauge in what's happening here. 
after 14, 15 years of ministry, I, I came to a point, I was just start of church, guys. I, I'm just going to tell you, I, I came to a point even just right before this church, I, I came to a point, God, I think I'm done with ministry. I think I'm just going to take a break. I think I'm done with ministry. And I said, God, if, if you are going to call me, it better, you better make sure it's you. And you better make sure it's for the right reason. This is the right thing I'm going to be doing. I don't want to play around anymore. I've, I've, I've been so good in being a professional Christian. It's just, it's so easy for us. You know, it doesn't exclude anyone. All of us who's been in the church every single Sunday comes to a point that we know the lingo. We know exactly what to say. Amen. Amen. See? Right? I'm talking, exactly, right? And so it's, I, I know this, I love this, there's nothing wrong with this. But there's a scripture that my pastor in Saipan have preached for one year and then I realized, why is he talking about that for one year? And it's because that's what God is saying to him and to this church. Let's turn into Revelation chapter 2 verse 1 to 7. Revelation chapter 2 verse 1 to 7. It goes like this, the angel of the church in Ephesus, these are the words of him who holds the seven stars in, the, in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. This is talking to a church. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men. They're living a holy life, the holiness, right, that God requires of us. That you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not. This church have this gift of discernment. I mean, they're no rookie. I mean, these guys know what they're doing as a church. And have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardship for my name. Wow, they sacrificed. They are faithful and have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. What? God, I'm preaching the gospel here. I'm I'm at church every single Sunday. I have the keys of the church. I'm the one actually opens the door in the church. So, and you're going to tell me I need to go back to my first love? I've been a Christian for 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. And you're going to tell me it's not good enough? You're going to hold this against me that I did not go back to my first love? What is it about those who have accepted the Lord and for some reason you see them just crazy? And they do stupid things, yes. But because of the love for the Lord, somehow there's this passion. Guys, you take away passion from our Christian walk. Guys, it is boring. Hello. You take away that excitement take away that joy guys this christian walk is just gonna be boring don't expect your friends to notice something different about you you're just like them when there's sad news oh man what is the difference within us those who have been called to this eternal salvation now what i want to talk about is fire and that fire, that passion is what I want to bring out tonight. And guys, yes, I can talk all this time, but it's nothing's going to change until you come to realize that 
there's got to be something more than this. Amen? Believe me, it's a boring Christian walk. I've been there. There are three incidents in the Bible. First, um, in Luke chapter 24, verse 32. I check this out. Um, Mary and her crew are walking out from the tomb. They just found out Jesus' body was not there. And then they saw this man start walking with them. And the man's like, why are you guys so downcast? What's going on? And they did not see that it was Jesus. God caused their eyes to just be blind and did not recognize him. And they said, well, are you a visitor here? Like, did you not know what was going on? This, this guy from Nazareth, I mean, he was crucified. He was blameless. There's no mistake. He had no sin. There's no crime done. And yet they crucified him. Now he's dead. And Jesus rebuked him after that. Don't you know, you know, the prophecy of the prophets? He will rise up again. And then later on, Jesus, you know, sat down with them at the table, broke bread. And then they noticed there was Jesus. And boom, he disappeared. And this is what the lady says. Weren't our hearts burning? While he was talking about the scripture, weren't our hearts burning? Hello? Friends, here's the deal. This, this Bible, the word logos in Greek, the written word, is good. I love reading the logos word, guys. But, and I don't want to make a heresy here, but knowing the Bible is only half the truth. You got to apply it, guys. That's when it becomes a rima. That's when it becomes a living word applied in our lives. Hello? Even the devil knew the scripture, man. He, he tested and he tempted Christ. And he used the scriptures. But what he did not have is what we have. And this is the Spirit of God. Friends, this word can come alive. And notice this, the words of this lady. Hearts were burning. Something in me hearing Christ talk to me. Somehow it, was, it caused my heart to burn. When was the last time you experienced that, guys? You were reading the scripture, and man, you just, you're like ADD. Like I had like uh, four espresso, and what is going on? Like, this is for me. Next one, sacrificial. Uh, three incidents, and the, the second one, you find it in Abraham, Moses, Noah, Cain, and Abel. Um, Elijah, this fire, they all made sacrificial offering and God sent fire to burn it. It's a symbolism of acceptance. The fire, sacrifice, the word sacrifice, guys. This is what I've heard from my, my pastor, and I will never forget this because it, it just really makes sense. He says, Ferdy, if you really know God, you will love Him. And if you really love God, you cannot help but trust Him. Hello? And if you really trust God, you cannot help but obey Him. And if you really obey Him, you cannot help but serve Him. The problem is when we don't serve God in His kingdom, when we're not willing to get out and make some sacrifice 
for the living God, it's because maybe we don't really obey Him. And maybe it's because we don't really trust Him. Is that right? Did I get confused? No, yeah, trust Him and then obey Him. Sorry, if you don't, <laughs> if you're not really serving Him, you're not trusting Him, not trusting Him, you're not obeying Him. If you don't obey Him, maybe it's because you don't really love Him. And if you don't love Him, maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe don't really know your God. Paul says, I want to know Him. I want to know Him. Guys, this is just the intro. I'm sorry. Consume, the third one. Psalms chapter 18, verse 8 and 6 to 8. And this fire, this, this thing from God is able to consume us from our rough edges. It's able to change our lives. It's able to fix, break all the unimportant ingredients of our lives and test us like pure gold. That's what the Bible says. When you're tested like pure gold, all these rough minerals, that's not important with making the gold, the, the fire will burn it. And that comes through testing and that comes through different situations. So, let's move on. Leviticus chapter 10 verse 1. Leviticus chapter 10 verse 1. And this is what happened. This, this two sons of... Um, Aaron, um, Nadab and Abihu, um, they were intoxicated. They were messing around in the, the temple, and they were Levites. And um, what they did is they offer an authorized fire unto the Lord. They offered an, an, an authorized fire. And uh, scholars would say that before in the tabernacle, in the temple, um, you only use certain coal. Certain coal that was sanctified, that was separated amongst the other coals. This is the only coal you'll use to burn sacrificial offering. Other coals will be considered as strange, um, strange fire, profane fire. Um, that's what the word zur um, means. It's just all these things that, okay, not, not important. And so what happened is that Nadab and Abu went and used this fire and they were consumed and they were destroyed and they died immediately. And it was hard for the father but realized that, okay, man, this is serious business. <laughs> I thought it's just a natural culture. My mom went to church. I'm just going to go to church. What I don't realize is it is serious to fall in the hands of the living God. Guys, the God that you serve Yes, is we portray him as the sheep, as a lamb. But when he comes back, he is a roaring lion, guys. He means business. <clears throat> there are three components required for fire. And you guys all know them. Fuel, um, heat, and oxygen, right? Let me start with this, okay? Um, heat. Um, I want to use this symbolic, but I want, yes, I want to connect it. And I want to start with prayer. First ingredient 
to this fire? How do I end up, Lord, Father, like, how do I go back to this first love? How do I do this? And what he requires of you is spend time with me. If you'll notice, Moses, Jesus, and all these people who spend most of the time with God, yes, they were just glowing. For some reason, Jesus says, my food is to do the will of God. He spends so much time in God's presence. And Moses, for example, he left Mount Sinai and people said, cover your face, Moses. We cannot see you. Your face is just shining and glowing. When I was in Fiji, I didn't realize that this so-called prayer is true. I, I, I grew up as a Catholic, and um, we, we know our routine. Easy, you know. It's, it's fun when God will forgive my sins if I say this ten times. Like, whoo good, right? Um, and I, I, believe me, I love Catholics. One of my best friends in, in Fiji was a, a Chinese nun. I, I've, I've never seen a, a person filled with the Spirit. But again, it's, we're no different from those who are religious because we can just come over here and just pay our dues and leave. Give me just the minimum, just the minimum requirement to get to heaven and I'm fine with that, right? Sometimes we, we act, but um, I was in Fiji and um, I remember I, I was staying with this family um, who didn't have, you know, that much. And, and in the islands, you know, that's normal. And um, I remember um, the school was telling us, get out on, on the weekend, go do Wicked ministries and, you know, have fun. Get your feet wet in the ministry. And so I went with this family. Financially, they're not well off. But anyhow, I just, just came from youth service. I walked home. And um, I came home and there was no food. It's not like I'm expecting. But somehow this was during the time that I was just flat broke. And I can tell you stories later on. This God... Like, God, are you calling me over here and not providing for me? What is going on? And so I was at home, and I was starving, didn't have breakfast, didn't have lunch. And I said, God, I'm going to die. What a big problem. So I went in my bed, and I said, God, what was going on? I don't have anybody here. You know, these people have been just really generous and kind. They don't have any food. I'm just so starving. I'm so hungry. And God says, and so... I didn't realize I was already praying just by talking to him. I said, God, help me. So he says, Ferdy, go to your bag. Collect all those loose coins you throw away. Just collect them. So I started collecting one cent, five cents, ten cents, 25 cents. And then, voila, I got two dollars. And I was so excited because in Fiji, you can find, you can buy, you can buy a lamb chop. Barbecue lamb chop and uh, cassava or tapioca for $2 and hot dogs and sausage. So I started walking 30 minutes. I was so joyful, like happy. Woo-hoo! Got $2. I'm going to buy myself some lamb chops. So I went to the lady. Hey, marama, kere kere mai, lakumai kana. And interpretation, that's a Fijian word for a lady, can I buy um, food? And so I gave my $2 and she gave me this food like lamb chop tapioca and sausage and it was in the paper bag so phew, I, I was so happy 30 minutes walked back home it was nine o'clock at night i remember this and she put tomato ketchup there so i was digging 
I was like, oh, I'm just loving this. You know, it was like one of those, this is heaven. I was eating until I didn't realize I was not done even two minutes. I was digging. It's like, man, this bag is just getting deeper and deeper. What's going on? Until, yes, I found out that all my food were the streets. And the dogs were eating them. And the thing is, in Filipinos, we eat dogs. So I'm like, all right, it's on, you know. Sorry. Sorry to discuss you guys. It's one of those things. But, um, and guys, I remember you started bawling and crying. It's like, God, that was the food you gave me. Are you teasing me? Like, what? what's going on? Come on. And I walked home and said, God, what is going on? Why are you? I said, God, if, if, if this is your will, okay, it's better be done. I went home. <laughs> I went in my bed, covered myself in a sheet and blanket. I said, God, okay, I'll, I'll take it. And then, you know, I heard the knock on the door and a lady blessed us with a, a, a plate of seafood. <laughs> and this is when usually I use this message that sometimes we were looking for what we want, but God really knows what we desire. And sometimes we pray for the second best and the third best, but what God wants to give you is the first best. Hello? And guys, do not sell for second best because... You just have to believe him. But guys, that's when I realized prayer works. Do you not know that the moment you speak up, God already hears? And just like what he said to Abraham, the answer is on its way. You think, I don't know what you're going through? He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly what you're going through. I just want to encourage those Right now, coming in, this church just got a clouded. Guys, this word is for you. God has heard your cry. God has heard your prayers. The answer is on its way. Amen. Second thing. By the way, this is so fun. When Jesus ascended in Luke chapter 24, verse 50, um, he went up like a superman. Do you know that? Um, he went up. The, the Bible says his hands were up, raised up, and he ascended to heaven. And then in Acts chapter 1, verse 11, uh, two white um, clothing men in white clothing asked his disciples, what are you guys looking at? Did you not, do you not know that the way you saw Jesus coming up, ascend to heaven, is the way you're going to see him when he returns? Now, here's the deal with this, our hands, Jesus' hands lifted up. And Mo- Moses, do you remember the battle of the Amalekites? Moses went up that mountain and remember, his hands would grow weary and tired. And I think it was um, um, Aaron and um, her who, who went up on each side. And so what was happening every time Moses would get tired, it's like comedy. Uh, the, the Israel and Amalekites, when his hands goes down, the Amalekites are winning, Israel's retreating, and then he goes up, and they... It's, it's, it's like comedy, right? And thinking, what is going on? Aaron and her's like, let's go up there. And so they went on each side, and you know what Moses was doing, right? He was praying in behalf of the Israelites. That same hand that was risen, 
Jesus is interceding for you 24-7. That's the good news of the gospel. And the angel says, the way you saw him go up is the same way you're going to see him when he comes back. Friends, what an encouragement. <laughs> you're not on your own in this battle, guys. He is fighting it for you. And every time you remember his hands is up, guys, keep winning the battle. Keep racing. Paul says, finish the course. Keep the faith. Finish the race. Finish the course. Don't give up, guys. Do not give up. Fuel, worship. Ah, I love this. This is the fuel. Worship is our fuel. Uh, worship is so... It's part of us. It's who you are. One thing I was telling the worship team before that, guys, the quicker you get this in, in our head, the faster it'll, it'll click in the congregation. If you can accept as worship leaders, the singers, backup singers, musicians, if you can accept that I am a worship leader without my instrument, that I can just talk to you and minister to you without singing, then I think you have recognized that these are worship leaders. Because worship is not just singing. It's your lifestyle. Now, one of the things I, I notice for people is that some people just do not know how to worship. You know, they, they everyone's raising their hands. Like, this is the first time, but, you know. And sometimes, like, you know, your voice may not, you know, you can't find your notes in the C scale, so you're coming up with your own notes. And that's fine. You know, keep singing. You know, that's why we make the sounds so loud so you don't hear yourself or somebody hears you but you know here's the deal here's the deal i just want this i just want to make this clear guys let's get this part i want you guys to be free from this issue okay yes we we as christians worship god not because we're emotional people we don't worship god because we're emotional when I say this, that when you're sad, you come to church, you worship God. Not because of what you feel. Because He deserves it. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. That's emotion and listen. But you know what? God uses emotion. He created emotion for good reasons. Joy. Happiness. Laughter. And yes, sometimes it requires you to go down your knees and cry. Because you know what? God created that emotion for you. Guys, can you imagine being married to your wife or you're having a sister, brother, without emotions? I love you, my sister. It's her birthday and you didn't even send him a card, no? It's, what is that? Let me tell you something. You would not be here if it weren't for God's emotion. Hello. He didn't see that. Good thing there's no camera. You would not be here if we're for God's emotion, do you know that? Yeah. For God so loved the world that He gave. Guys, without love, you're, you're doomed. Kaput. Finish. Hello? We need to understand that this emotion that God gave us is for His glory. And when it's time to express that, express it to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That is our call. Guys, check this out. God called and said, Moses, free my children so that they can worship me. 
Not so that you can preach them the gospel. And pardon me for all the preachers in the house. And just so you know, when you get to heaven, you're out of job. There's no more preaching. And I tell my worship leaders, you guys are still going to be rocking. You'll be playing the electric harp. You'll be playing the whatever instruments they have there. But guys, Jesus says, Father, let your will be done as it is. I forgot my, it's been a while since I've been a Catholic. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom. Give us, forgive us our debt as we forgive us. Help me out here. Yes? Yes, and then? Let your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Because you know what? Whatever is going on there in heaven, whatever is going on here on earth, it's just a picture of what's the reality. And guys, if you cannot get used to worship, get used to it because it's going to be forever. Hello. Love it. Love it. Next one's oxygen. You cannot do this fire thing without the oxygen. You cannot cause your heart to burn if the Holy Spirit is not with you. You know, Pastor Bill went for um, preach like two Sundays ago about being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, because it is that important. You cannot make through life. You cannot. Live a Christian life and be effective and then all have the tools without the Spirit of God. You need to be filled with the Spirit. And if you say, well, I've already been baptized. Well, good for you. But you know what? Monday to Saturday, don't tell me that you didn't leak. Don't tell me that some reason you kept everything. Be filled with the Spirit. Every chances that you have to come to the altar and get God fill me. Refresh my heart. Take advantage of them, guys. Take advantage of them. Uh, I got two minutes and then I'm going to call the worship team to come back. James chapter 3 talks about taming the tongue. Remember that? Go through it. You write it down. Read that scripture. Talks about taming the tongue. Um... And it says there, no man has ever, a man have tamed animals, beasts, all the living creatures, but no man has ever tamed the tongue. It's a restless, full of evil. It's poisonous. Now, here's the good news. Acts chapter 2. When the Holy Spirit came down, you know what he did? He controlled the most uncontrollable part of your body. For what? Guys, if for some reason there are some things in your life that you cannot control, guys, here's the good news. He can do it. The Holy Spirit can control your whole body, your whole being. I was in Bible college and who would steal toothbrush, right? And I, I came out like, where's my toothbrush? And I, I told this guy, Aparosa, he's a Fijian guy, full of tattoos, came from the prison, accepted the Lord. Um, great, powerful guy, right? Powerful, powerful testimony. Oh, man. I wish I can bring him over here. And says, Freddy, you know why? 
Because some people give their hearts to the Lord but forget to give their hands. It's like, oh, okay, that's pretty deep. But you know what? It is true. There's some things that sometimes we can't give up, smoking, whatever, vices, things that's controlling us. Here's the good news. God can control it. Be filled with the Spirit. Now, <laughs> I was tamed by my grandmother. I was sharing this to Pastor Bill. <laughs> I was tamed by my, gra- my grandmother. Um, she's the one who disciplined me. And in our culture, discipline is quite different from here. It's not like go in front of the wall and sit there for one minute. Like face the wall. Like, okay. Or you're not allowed to watch TV anymore. You know that. And, 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 and my grandma, I was so naughty, she put me in a, a sack of rice, empty sack of rice, and hung me in a tree and hit me like a piñata. You know, just... But that's normal, right? I still came out normal, I think. And, um, but sometimes I remember because she'll miss me, she'll miss me, and I think she'll put in blindfold herself just for fun and just make sure, you know, just... <laughs> yes, I'm normal. Don't, don't be scared. I'm all good. The Holy Spirit will tame you. The Holy Spirit will take care of the things that you have. He will discipline you. In fact, here's a better word. He will sanctify you. He will put you out from the crowd and separate you and make you holy. I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward. Here's what I'm going to ask the rest of you guys to do. And just be honest, okay? Let's, just, let's not fake it. Let's not fake it. And I know you guys don't really, but and sometimes it's easy just to flow, go with the flow. You know what I'm saying? Um, first of all, if, if this is your first time and you say, you know, Freddie, I've heard what you said before. For some reason, there's something in this church, there's something about the person who invited me, something about them, and I want to receive that what you're talking about, that Jesus thing. I've heard about Jesus. I'm, I'm usually not, you know, opposed to Jesus. Sometimes it's the church that I cannot stand, but I want to accept Jesus. And, and the thing is, here's a place where sinners meet. The difference is we've been saved. And every day we fall short. Starting from me, ask my wife. She knows that. Um, she knows my failure. But every day, God, fill me with your spirit. And if this is your, your first time to be here and you want to say, God, I want to accept you in my heart. Just raise up your hands right now. If that's you, I just don't want to miss that opportunity. If you're that person who came to the church, didn't know what your, uh, you know, your friends invited you for. It's not like a business meeting or something. But you realize this must be a God thing. And if you're that person, just raise up your hands right now. And say, I want to accept Jesus in my heart. I want the Spirit of God to help me in my life. I, I realize that I, I've, I've been doing all these things on my own, but now it makes sense because I can't do it on my own. <laughs> it's going to take a divine power. It's going to take Jesus to help me. If you're that person, yes. Okay. Next thing. I'm good that we're all believers here. How many of you guys... Are, and 
This is not manipulation. How many of you guys really are not just content where you're at? You feel like there's got to be some more than this church thing. And if that's you, just raise up your hands. If, if that's you, that, that's good. I'm, I'm not counting here. I just, I just want to see if that's you. Say, God, there's got to be more than this. It's, I'm not content. And I've, I've been a Christian, so <laughs> I have to come to a point that, God, this is it. Like, please. And maybe you've been coming here every Sunday, and that's good. And you know what? That's fine. That's one thing I noticed in this church. We have just tender heart that we respond to God immediately. And if you're that person, I want all of us. And even if you did not raise your hands, that's fine. Come to the altar. And I want you guys to sort it out between you and God. And for some reason, if you're just content, and guys, the most dangerous thing in your walk with God is to feel like you've arrived. Because that is the work of the enemy. He doesn't want you to go any further. He wants you to stay where you're at. Just the minimum requirement. Just enough to get to heaven. Just enough to say, I am good. But yet, God knows our hearts. And there's some things that God's really wanting to deal with. Let's give Him a chance. Shall we do it? Amen. Let's come to the altar. Let's just find a place here. Stand, kneel, sit down. What not? And.